and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. Today's episode 148, we have NFL Week 8 review slash mid-season review. NFL Week 9 bets. We'll cover the head-to-head, as always, and we'll get into communion with E. So, let me pretend to care how Nick feels this evening. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Are you got to Gazimos Jermaine? I'm good. All right, let's check on Eric, who's put his nose up in the air, so he thinks he's better than us. How you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good, striving and thriving, baby. All right. With that being said, let's get right into communion with E. Take it, Eric. All right. So we have the World Cup coming up here soon, and uh, America has a glimmer of hope that we may be able to get out of the group stage at least. Uh, we'll see. But in honor of that, since I have very few friends that actually watch football and know anything about the U.S. men's national team, I thought I'd ask you guys a question. I want you guys to build me your all-time U.S. men's national team. We will have a goalie, four defenders, three midfielders, and three attackers. Wait, wait, wait. This is different than what I was anticipating doing. So wait, are what, we, are what was we, the are formation? We, are we picking... Any U.S. athletes, or are we only picking U.S. men national teams athletes? My original idea was to do just athletes in general, but I thought we talked about it pre-show that we were just going to do actual soccer players. Holy shit. But we right. can do the other one nope, still because nope, that's still nope, fun. Nope, nope, I would like to make the first pick here. <laughs> um, I'll do center mid Michael Bradley. Oh, great pick. I'm going to pair him up. I'm going to pair him up with an outstanding midfield pair. I'm going to pick Claudio Reyna. Okay. And a hush falls over the crowd. No, no. So I was I was switching out drinks. So. I, I thought the first pick was going to be, uh, in my opinion, the most obvious. No, no. We'll get there. No, no. He's the greatest I, U.S. men's national team player of all time. He gets picked last. Do right. not okay. mention his name. Exactly. All right. I'm actually going to do something audacious here. Um, I'm going to do a left wing, right wing combo of Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan. Well, don't get don't get too crazy over there. Is that is that not because I was thinking we put we put Pooley at right mid and then we, you know, and then we get uh, probably Josie Altidore at striker. I mean, you're thinking what I'm thinking, right? Right. So, like, so we just we just named a bunch of. So, wait, what what are we running, Eric? A four four two, four three three, four three three, a four three three, yeah, four three three. So at the the attackers, we got we got Dempsey and Donovan at the wing. We put Altidore at striker. Then cool. we put Pulisic in the middle with Bradley and Reyna. Oof! <laughs> what a fucking team. I'm probably what an attacking team. I'm set, bro. Fuck the rest of the squad. Don't need them. Uh, can we put can we put Brian McBride on the bench though to come <laughs> in as a super sub? <laughs> Remember that name? Uh, sh- yeah. Put Brian McBride and Weston McKinney uh, under Not- super subs. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna snub Alexi Lawless. Well, we got we have to pick like seven bench players. <laughs> oh, that's not true. I mean, he Lexi Laws played played center defender. All right. So who do you so so we've 
So we need the back we line. Yeah, we, we now we need the back line. So the weak link in U.S. historically has been the back line. So, um, can you name a U.S. left back other than DeAndre Yedlin? Uh, is Tyler Adams left back? I think Tyler Adams is a right back, if I remember from my my time in the uh, Football Manager MLS um, circuit. Yeah, Zazi. Yeah, oh, what's Zardes? What's Zardes? Zardes is a striker. No, but they played him at in in did the wing they? Back. <laughs> no wonder we haven't made the world. We haven't made a World Cup run in a while. I'm fairly certain we played him there, Grant and he but he was just always fucking forward because <laughs> that dude knows one thing. I don't know. So this is where who, well, let's uh, let's who, let's assume that a that a that a a wing back is a wing back. <laughs> So our our back line is uh is in shambles right now. We we need to get something together here. Um I kind of want to go with uh Ricardo Pepe on the bench just cuz he's from El Paso, but we're not going to do that. So let me look up <laughs> best center backs US. Oh, dude, it's it dude, it's it's got to be okay. I'll give you 3 of them right off the top of my head. <clears throat> Carlos Bocanegra John Brooks. That's and, who I was looking for. Thank you. And Marcelo Balboa. Over Eddie Pope and Alexi Lalas? Yes. Huh. I mean, we're going to put Eddie Pope and Alexis Lalas, Alexi Lalas on my bench, but no. Marcelo Balboa is getting the start. He has better hair and a better uh, uh, swashbuckling uh, beard than Alexi Lalas. Yeah, but so you want – you want He's not Marce- better, though. I think he is, yeah. So the two, those you are the two center backs? Alexi Law is getting some hate right now. <laughs> I'm only saying that because Alexi Laws didn't choose himself in his all-time uh, his his all-time eleven U.S. Men's National Team, and I don't yeah. like a center back that doesn't have confidence. So the two center backs that we're going with are because you gave me three. I say John. I say John Brooks is one of the best John center Brooks backs of all time. Has, <laughs> yeah. has, that's un, that's not debatable. I will fight yeah. you to get John I've, Brooks. I've looked that. at like four lists of people being like all time U.S. center backs, and John Brooks is on none of them. And then he played, I think, from 1996 to I think he might still be on the World Cup roster. He was go. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he was going to make it this year, but um, yeah, dude, John Brooks was a fucking stud. And I I personally like Carlos Bocanegra. He's the dude that I grew up with on the U.S. Men's National Team. He was a captain for a very long time. Do we no. put Michael? Do we put Michael Brad? Oh, you did put Michael Bradley. He was your first pick. Okay. So it's, oh, it's fast. Ooh, who's the coach of the team? I don't. Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. It's got to be Jurgen, right? Or Bob Bradley. Oh yeah, we gotta go. We gotta give the boy. <laughs> Bob Bradley had that team playing like the fucking like their asses were on fire. I do not. No one lost on the I, bench. I'm good with Bocanegra. We might have to move John Brooks off, bro. For who? We said Balboa already, right? Somebody said Balboa, correct? Yeah, I said Balboa. Marcelo Balboa. So take- put, we'll we'll put Balboa on the bench bench. Purely because John Brooks has so many fucking moments for me. He's so good, dude. Uh, I think he's fantastic. He's. I'll, I'll put him there. I'll put him next to Bocanegra and hope that him, those two can have the chemistry that elevates John Brooks even further. And for keeper, it's obviously Brad Guzon, right? 
No, 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 dude. Zach Steffen, bro. Zach Matt, Steffen. Matt dude, Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen is a good. Like he's a good keeper. <laughs> he's a good keeper, but don't you disrespect the goat, bro? Greatest. Yeah. This is why we're gonna pick him last. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we uh, did we fill out our backs? Mm-hmm. Oh, we still need LB and RB. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin and Tyler Adams. I'm good with going. I honestly think that's a fire. <laughs> that's, back the two, combo, that's the bro. only two. That's the only two backs I can name. Um, we gotta put Freddie Adu on the bench, right? Freddie Adu's oh. on the bench just for potential <laughs> alone. No, 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 no. What do you mean, no, no, no? <laughs> so, well, that's, a, that's one of the greatest We're proposed even... U.S. soccer players of all time. <laughs> We're not even picking bench spots, Eric. This is just us fucking yeah. around. Oh, I'm around. typing everything up, dude. For record. Um, so I always like to have two center backs on, on the bench. So if we don't, if we didn't start Eddie Pope, which might be slanderous to some U.S. men's national team fans, we got to at least put him on the bench. We need to get some attackers on the bench as well. Brian McBride. Um, well, he's already there. So d- since, since you're not looking at the dock, we have Brian McBride, Weston McKinney, Marcel Balboa, Freddie Adu, and Eddie Pope. Has bl- nobody uh, said Kobe Jones yet? I don't know who that is. Huh. I'm going to be very honest. Who is that, Eric? He played between 92 and 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and I mean, Eric, I'm still playing baseball. You wouldn't mention me on the all-time U.S. Olympic team roster. That guy gave me the least <laughs> amount of information possible. He was hoping nobody would call him. He's on been this, playing soccer bro. for most of his adult life. He had 164 caps, appeared in three World Cups, um, won a bunch of stuff in the MLS, uh, won the Gold Cup in 20 in 2002 um, with the U.S. team. You ain't so even told I'm, me what position he plays yet. Oh, he's an attacker, like kind of, kind of just a. You know how baseball they have a five tool. You have a five tool guy. He's he's kind of like a watered down version of a five tool guy in soccer, or football. I don't don't think I'm personally picking him. I don't know who he is, but sounds like he did a lot of good things. So, congratulations to him. What was his name again? You forgot already, dude. Kobe Jones. Well, it, it sounded like you forgot. You're the one nah. who brought this man up. It sounded like you nah, scrolled nah, nah, up nah. to get the name. There was and, a pause there. And nobody talked about Eric Winalda? Again, I don't know who that is. Yeah, ah, I mean, like, Co- Kobe Jones at least is a name that I'm like, I could remember hearing that. Eric is reading off a list. He had the luxury right. to Google. Like he right. knows these true. players. It's not true, bro. You had to scroll up to remember the name Kobe right. Jones. You were literally looking at your computer screen and being like, you guys ever heard of <laughs> John Smith, you idiot? You fucking dummy ass. Yeah, it's like, Eric, we see you looking at your screen, dog. Nah, dude, Eric, I'm looking Eric, at you guys on the screen. Eric, you never look at us. Don't you dare look. Yeah. Eric, Eric, can you do me a favor, though, and look up um, all-time leading goal scorers U.S. men national team history? I just want to know this list. Demarcus Beasley. Now that's a name I know. He's not making it on my all-time squad. We need a backup goalie. Who are we taking as number two, Nick? It's got to be Zach Stefan, right? I think it has to be. I so there's. I do love Brad. New- I do love Brad Guzan because he's looked forty five since he was like twenty four. But and he's always been second fiddle. <laughs> he's always Howard. been second fiddle. 
And when second, he comes in, he's been great. That's what I'm saying. He's been second fiddle to Tim Howard, but still been a good goalie. It's almost like you got to give him the nod on this team since we have Timmy H at goal. By the way, guys, guess who the number one goal scorer of all time is? In the U.S. US men's national team history? Yeah. Can you give me the number? Ten. Oh, how many they've scored? 57. Oh, Landon Donovan. No, Clint Dempsey. They're tied at 57. Donovan and Dempsey? Donovan and Dempsey both at 57. Oh boy, that's a professional podcast right there. Oh, yeah. I knew it was I knew it was Dempsey. I wasn't sure if he beat him or not. You guys know who third is? Jose out the door. Correct. And then we get into some muddy waters here. <laughs> well, how big is how big a drop big off a do we go from third to fourth? What's the All goal right, So first and second are 57. Uh, they're technically tied for first is 57. So uh, third is Josie with 42. God, I love I love Josie out the door. And he always had a hamstring pull, bro. He's been games <laughs> yeah. harder than the U.S. men's national. He was team. he was the first he was the first U.S. men's national team player I remember making it in Europe. Landon Donovan did really well in Europe. Tim Howard. They couldn't even make Bayern's B team. (laughs) That's because Bayern kept buying everyone else's talent. Fucking undeveloping fucks. And then there's only one more player in the 30s after Josie. Only one more. Ooh, this is a fun one. Nick, do you know who this is? It's going to be a 90s player because there was a, a great run of crop of talent in the 90s. 90s player, and he played in the Bundesliga. Oh. oh, Nick, pressure's on. Oh, <laughs> no. He played for Wolfsburg, didn't he? Shit. No, he didn't play for Wolfsburg. No. He played for Starbucks. I'm just kidding. It's Sauerbrucken. He said Sauerbrook? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He said Starbucks. And I, was like, I love how Eric Eric, Eric can read a German word and say it to me, and I'll be like, do you mean Sauerbrook? He said Starbucks. Um, that got me, dude. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So he had 34. Yeah, just and give it to us, dude. I'm not going to guess it. Eric Winalda. Oh! No! Put him dude, on the I bench. I, sh- I should have guessed him. And then fifth at 29, Brian McBride. Six at 24, Joe Max Moore. Seven. I actually don't know who that is. Seven at 21, Bruce Murray. Nope. He scored against Canada, Mexico, and Denmark. <laughs> oh, that's real good. who's that's who of good soccer teams. He scored 21 goals against, <laughs> against no. those three. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, no. Bet that man to score. <laughs> I was just like, yo, what a prop, bro. <laughs> and I guess tied at seventh, but technically eighth. Christian Pulisic, 21. Eddie Johnson, 19. Already, dude. Oh, Eddie and Johnson. number 10. Or uh, actually, this list goes on. So 10, Ernie Stewart, nope, 17. Nope. Don't know him. 11. Demarcus Beasley, 17. 12. Oh, I know Demarcus, Demarcus Beasley. Beasley, bro. And 12, Michael Bradley at 17. Michael Bradley. Dude, Michael, Michael, Michael Bradley lived outside the 18-yard box, dude. My guy was a long-shot assassin, bro. Michael Bradley is the second greatest U.S. men's national team player in history. 
and I will not hear any slander. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, just oh, to put, the, just to put that into context. Brazil, well, please, Eric. <laughs> Brazil's highest goal scorer is Pele at 77. Neymar at 75. But he's not the highest scorer in World Cup history. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Are you close, gonna, a, right? It's close, you, a, close, Miroslav, close A, right? It's Close A. Miroslav Close However you say his name, yeah. Close. Close? <laughs> no, Eric. I was making fun of you. I always called him close, like Glenn Close. So yeah, it's Miroslav Close. Close. Germans, those racists. <laughs> Once upon a time. That was the old us, bro. I was horny. <laughs> what? Yes. That broke my brain. All right. So read off, read off our team, Eric. Our starting, uh, our starting eleven. Uh, so we have uh, Timmy Howard, goalie, Tyler Adams, left back, John Brooks at center back, uh, Carlos Bocanegra at center back, DeAndre Yedlin, right back, Michael Bradley, center mid, Claudio Reyna, left mid, Christian Pulisic, right mid, Landon Donovan, left, left wing, Josie Altidore, striker, Clint Dempsey, right wing, our super subs are Brian McBride, Wes McKinney, Marcel Balboa, Freddie Adu, <laughs> Eddie Pope. Well, roll your eyes at me, you bitch. <laughs> Demarcus Beasley. He's a wonder kid. Eric Winalda and our coach is unfortunately. It's Wunderkind, you fucking German fuck. Wunderkind, you <laughs> That's fucking asshole. That's what I just said. No, you didn't. You said Wunderkind. No, I said Wunderkind. Except I Wunderkind? was slurring. Oh, love this dead space, guys. Anyway, um, uh, so we have. You can speak. I was we have, Nick we is have texting our, his bitches. We have our all-time, we have our all-time men's national team. I think these guys could go pretty far. I think they'd get out of the group stage, and that's about it. Are we? Are uh, we? Com- are, are we saying compared to the current I, crop of? Uh, now, now, here, let me let me put this in a in a vacuum. If if we say, hey, in just an average tournament, yes, they're going far. But if you take all the all-time teams of all the World Cup teams, no, they're not making it out of the group stage. No chance. No chance. Bro. They might do. They got some stuff. No chance, Eric. No chance. What if they get, like, Ghana's all-time team in their group stage? Eric, Ghana made it to two round of 16s, or do you not remember? I remember, but, you know. So take I, those two teams. It, does, it doesn't matter. You you went with low-hanging fruit. Is Ghana qualifying? Maybe. But uh, Netherlands is fire. Germany is fire. Yeah, Brazil okay, you is can fire. Make, yes, we get it. We get it. Like, we get it. There's no chance. We're so, not competing so, with any of them. Something in similar form. All time. You take their all-time team. You put it together. You play each other. USA or Mexico. Who wins that? That's such a good question. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. In a seven game series, I think it goes seven. Cause here's because here's the how great close they are, bro. Here's the neutral great field. thing is that neutral no field. matter there is no neutral field though. Where are we playing? <laughs> Canada? Yeah, no, that's that's too close to America. We're playing <laughs> right. uh, Puerto Rico. Japan. Japan. Puerto Rico. I guess I mean that's that's not really neutral. It's more of an American thing. Let's yeah, see. but you're you're telling me the me- that like Hispanics aren't showing up for Mexico there. That's yeah. true, dude. Here, dude, here's the thing: there has never been a year where I'm like, 
not nervous about a USA-Mexico game. Yeah, we got to do something audacious. Like, put them both in, like, fucking New Zealand. Yeah, that's what we got to do. Like, in the middle of Australia. Oh, yeah, in the outback. Yeah. No stadium. It's just clay, <laughs> clay field. Everyone, Snakes and kangaroos. Everyone's barefoot. <laughs> the Mexicans are winning that, that one, for sure. There's no chance, dude. Americans are psychotic. I would be good for that. When it comes to that Mexico game, yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun to see if we could do that somehow. All right. Let's let's go to a US Mexico game in Mexico City. Did you read you read the list already, right, Eric? I did. I did. And uh we've exhausted enough energy on 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 a perennial heartbreak. So we're gonna move into our um I guess we could do NFL week eight slash mid season review. So we'll jump into it. I got some questions for you guys. And I actually have the doc pulled up here. So we're going to go back and take a look. Wow, oh. the executive oh. producer's oh. doing his job. What a great response, Eric. You're right. starting to get it, man. This is what I like. So, <laughs> it only took 60 episodes. So I'm going to go in order of the way we did it in the breakdown. So we're going to start with the um, NFC West. I'm going to give you what you guys had. Jermaine had San Francisco, Los Angeles Rams, Seattle, and Arizona in that order finishing. Nicholas, you had the exact same thing. Fuck yeah. Great prediction. Where where are we at right now? Right now, if this stupid standings page would ever load. (laughs) Jesus, man. Our internet is so trash. You were doing so great. Right now, Seattle's first five and three. San Francisco's at five hundred four and four. They're second. The Rams are three and four, and the Arizona Cardinals are three and five. We're not far off. Yeah, you're close. Uh, first of all, ain't no soul in the world pick Seattle to win this division except Seattle fans. Congratulations to you for hanging your hat on your team. And thinking you had a shot because y'all are devoid of talent. I still think and, I I still I still think we're waiting for second half Niners to just roar through and win this division. And Pete Carroll is doing a outstanding <laughs> job coaching. I Pete mean, Carroll is throwing the football, dude. He is pressing all the right buttons. He looks like a genius for having Ken Walker on his squad. Hashtag home run hitter. Hashtag Nick's favorite. I mean, this division is wild. I love that this division is like this because Nick and I will probably end up correct. Yeah, 100%. Do you think that Russell Wilson was actually the one holding Pete Carroll back? 100%. System quarterback, and he wasn't even good in the system. Please, ladies and gentlemen, please do not be a prisoner of the moment. I love bashing Russell Wilson as much as the best of them, but Russell Wilson still threw for a decade the prettiest deep ball in football behind, I mean, in front of Ben Roethlisberger, who's he still does one. throw. He does throw, pretty and he deep does. Give I even texted Nevada that this weekend. Give it some room to breathe. Maybe it goes down like that. Maybe Russell Wilson ends up being a complete fraud in Denver. But let's not make the decision eight games into one season. 
eight games into one season where he's hurt, eight games into one season where Javante Williams tore his ACL, eight games into a season where Nathaniel Hacken has proven absolutely useless as a head coach in the NFL. Like, everyone in this current conversation agrees that Nathaniel Hackett has been dog shit. Like, the offensive line is not good. <laughs> okay. All right. But please, uh, we should save this for the, the AFC West talk. Eric, please take us to the next division. Well, I want to I wanna stick it here real quick. So we did have over-under predictions. Um, Jermaine said for the Rams, under 10 wins. Nicholas said over 13 wins. Jermaine said under what, eight and a half covers, wins for the co- cars. Eric, Eric, you know what you hear a lot in this podcast? What covers the bottom of the ocean? Bullshit. Whale shit. Oh, whale, <laughs> whale shit. Yeah, bulls don't swim. But I was like, okay, <laughs> way to jump the gun there, Jermaine. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Strike one. All right, so the cards, their over-under was eight and a half. You both took the under. Looking good. The Niners over under was 10. You both took the over. Looking decent. The Seahawks over under was five and a half. You both took the over. Yeah! (laughs) We were on the Seattle train. Let everyone know here. Let's go. All right, uh, and they already have five, so one more, and you guys hit that. All you right, imagine we're we don't hit that? We don't hit it. <laughs> you imagine they what don't the, hit That would be the game. worst beat of all time. <laughs> all right, so we're going to move into the AFC West. <gasps> the current standings, Kansas City Chiefs, 5-2, and two, Los Angeles Chargers, 4-3, and three, Denver Broncos, 3-5, and five, Las Vegas Raiders, 2-5. and five. Jermaine, you had Los Angeles Clippers finishing first. Clippers, Chargers finishing first, Denver Broncos finishing second, Kansas City finishing third, Las Vegas finishing fourth. Nicholas, you had Denver finishing first, Los Angeles finishing second, <laughs> Kansas City finishing third, Las Vegas finishing fourth. Fucking Alabama, dude. Oh, sorry, did I, I sorry, I meant Kansas City. They're synonymous with each other. <laughs> um, Alabama then, number six in the first uh, college football poll, by the way. Good, fuck them. Yo. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is Patrick is Patrick Mahomes disrespected? No, he's not. Yes, yes he is. This lends yes, this yes, lends to my is. theory. This yes, lends to is. my theory, bro. My theory. We talked about it yesterday with the Kevin Durant scoring twenty five points in seven games straight. We take it for granted because that's what expected. With Patrick Mahomes, he's played so good and done so much amazing shit. That it's just expected from him. So when he does, when he dips a little bit, people think he's declined or having a bad year. But what he's doing is still fucking amazing. It's better than every other quarterback in football, though. Just because all the other quarterbacks in football are shitty this year doesn't mean that he's <laughs> shitty, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't like him. I don't I, think I don't, he's a good quarterback. You do not think Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback? He's an average quarterback. It's why I picked him the way, to be where they're at. There's no fucking chance you believe that watching average quarterbacks for your entire fandom. No, there is. First of all, please don't insult. Don't raise the Carolina Panthers quarterbacks up by calling them average. (laughs) That is a that is a if we're we're grading them on a scale of atrocious to bad to below average. They're definitely bad and below. Is Cam Newton the greatest Carolina Panther quarterback of all time? 
it's debatable Oof. with Jake Delhomme because Jake or is it Delhomme? Was a fucking Oof. savage, bro. See now, see now, Eric, you're asking me to compare my adult life where I like stats and analytics against my childhood love for Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme did it with no wide receivers, and like like Jake Delhomme did it out of just nowhere. Like Cam Newton, Cam Newton number one. did what Cam Newton should have done. Yeah, he was number one overall. He yeah. did. He for ten years we got the Cam Newton we needed to see, and it was fun. But Jake Delhomme, we got like eight years of Jake Delhomme that, as an undrafted quarterback, I shouldn't have seen probably. My guy made it to the Super Bowl, and if it weren't for some shenanigans, would have won the Super Bowl, bro. If it weren't for Adam Vinatieri's leg, which I think is should be put in the Hall of Fame when he dies. Oh, just quick question it from his body, right? I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. Can Can you guys tell me how many kickers are in the NFL Hall of Fame? Oh, it's got to be three. a substantial amount. It's two, and the the Mort the two... Anderson and George Blandis. Yep. And the two kickers Actually? that have, yeah, and the two kickers that have the best chances of getting in, Adam wait, Vinatieri and Justin. Wait, Tucker. wait, are we not acknowledging the fact that I just cold nailed the two kickers in in the NFL Hall of Fame? That was I mean, some drunken recall bullshit I thought, that I, I thought was super difficult to know. Would you have though. named George Blandis and Morton Anderson? Yes, Morton, but not Blandis. They're arguably the greatest kickers in NFL history right now. Like, right? But I didn't even—I didn't even have to think about it. But it's because you know the greatest. Congratulations, you know the greatest kickers in NFL history. Now, Nick, let's let's have a fun exercise. Is can Mike you name Jack not in there? Can, <laughs> no, you know who I was shocked is not in the Hall of Fame is Jaws. That's true. Yeah. Wasn't can he I... a fucking Eagles player, Eric? Yeah, but, fun. just just because you put this on your fucking body and play for me doesn't mean you get a pass to the hall of fame you're you gotta full win of, some you're shit full you gotta do shit. some shit all you do you is do some you're shit. so full of shit jordan davis is the greatest player in football <laughs> right now the dude's been injured for half the season and played 60 snaps those words never came out of my mouth those you, words never you're came so out of my mouth. full of shit what's the game that we're playing jermaine you said let's play a game I lost it, bro. You lost it. I, Good I'm job, hot, Eric. Bro. I'm hot, oh, bro. Anyway, so we're going to move into the over-unders. So Denver's over-under was 10. You both took the over. Idiots. Kansas City, <laughs> 10 and a half. It's real easy to sit here when he's not giving his picks. Giving you know whose picks are conspicuous? My picks are right there. Denver, over-under 10. Under. Kansas City, over-under 10 and a half. You idiots took the under. So did I. <laughs> Los Angeles. Hold on. I would like to I would like to revisit this conversation with all the facts. Eric, who did you pick to be who did you pick to win the MVP? Justin Herbert. Who did you pick to win the Super Bowl? Justin Herbert. Who did you pick? Who did you who did you pick to just be the greatest team in football that we've ever seen in the history of ever? The Chargers from Los Angeles. Okay. I'm not I'm not gonna fucking deny it. I said I sat right here proudly and said it. And oh my god, dude, you turned it you turned it you turned it I'll say I'll say. I've never seen I've never seen country Eric before. Anyway. The Chargers are going to the Super Bowl, I'll say I'll say. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers over under 10. We unanimously took the over. Oh Las, Veg- <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, eight and a half. We unanimously took the under. Yeah! Oh, damn. <laughs>
I will say though, we all took the over on Russell Wilson 31 and a half passing touchdowns. Bro, he had Jared Judy, he had Cortland Sutton, he had fucking Fireball Jones. Yeah, he, he, he had fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> sorry. If you have not listened to dude, he fa- had Wagon Wheel Smith. <laughs> if you have not listened to the fantasy footballers, bro, oh, they called Tim Patrick Fireball Jones. And Fireball it's the Jones, greatest dude. Nickname. Wagon Wheel Smith and what's his name Johnson. <laughs> it's the greatest nickname of all time, bro. Oh man! All right, we got to keep it pushing. We're gonna move into the NFC North current standings. Minnesota Vikings with the fakest six one at all time. Green Bay Packers, three and five. Chicago Bears, three and five. Detroit Lions, that's incredible. One and six. That's anyway. incredible. The Bears are three and five. The fact that the Bears have two more wins than the Lions and the Lions have been a better football team is crazy to me, dude. And to save everybody time, we all unanimously took Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago as the finishing order. Green Bay's over-under was set at 11. We called 11 even. Minnesota's over-under was set at 9. Over. Chicago's over-under set at 6.5. We all took the under. Detroit, 6.5. We all took the over. Of course we did, bro. We fell in love with fucking Detroit. I mean, right now now it's coming down to it with Chicago, right? It's coming down to it with Chicago. It's coming down to week 17. They're going to be 6 and 10. And we're going to be watching that game with bated breath. No, we're not. We're not watching. I'm going to be sweating. They got Chase Claypool, bro. That's you're a guaranteed gonna, another win this season. Up. You shut your whore mouth, you kind sir. Uh, no chance am I watching the Bears in week 17. There's just no chance. All day. <laughs> the 6 and 10 Bears. You watch uh, your I, mouth. I'd like I'd like to take the favorite of me not watching the Bears in Week 17. They are not relevant. What a what's so crazy! I remember on that podcast where I thought Minnesota could win this division, but I don't trust Minnesota, so I picked. Did he Green take Bay. it? Did you take it? I did not. I had Green Bay. Fake a six and one team in the league. I do agree with that, but they are still six and one, Eric. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to move into the AFC North. Current standings. Baltimore Ravens 5 and 3. The Bengals are 4 and 4. The Browns are 3 and 5 and the Pittsburgh Steelers are 2 and 6. We had actually we have different ones. So, Jermaine had Cleveland in first, Baltimore in second, Cincinnati in third, Pittsburgh in fourth. Nick had Pittsburgh in first, Baltimore in second. Cincinnati in third, Cleveland in fourth. Tried to tell y'all about Pittsburgh, bro. I I had Pittsburgh in first, Baltimore (laughs) second, (laughs) Cleveland third, and Cincinnati fourth. You wait, did hold on? I'm sorry, I was too. Both of us, both of us took Pittsburgh to win this division. Did you? Did you both have Cincinnati in fourth though? No, I had Cincinnati in fourth. He had Cleveland in fourth. And you had so that means Nick had Cincinnati in, in third. Yes. Oh my God! You guys both took Pittsburgh first. I remember trying to tell you guys. So to get into the over/under, Cincinnati was set at ten. Uh, we all took the under. Pittsburgh was set at seven. We all took the over, except in parentheses for me and Nick, we put hammer. <laughs> 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 
fuck. <laughs> okay, keep it pushing. Cleveland over under was nine and a half. We all took over. Baltimore no! under. Baltimore over under nine and a half. We all took over. Okay. All right. That makes me feel better. Yes. And then I, I kind of just that needs to turn it up, bro. We need that. Turn on that stove or get Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson on the field and let him go on a run. Um, He's too busy getting massages. And then just as a little note here, uh, Nick and Jermaine both said yes to Miles Garrett winning defensive player of the year at plus 700. You got to ride it. It's every year now. He's, and I picked JTJ Watt to win it. That would have been a great bet, though, Eric. Like, look, the thing of the the worst part, and this is a, a nugget. This will be a Jermaine's nugget, as Nick so vehemently likes to claim because he has the alliteration. But <laughs> sorry, um, no, like, if you're betting futures, understand that injuries will impact, and you're rolling the dice. That's why you're going to end up with these plus money situations. Say it again. Miles Garrett plus 700 is a fantastic bet. TJ Watt, what was TJ Watt? Was he plus 1,000? Plus 700, they were the favorites. He, he was plus 700. Was a fantastic bet. Week one, TJ Watt did something so ridiculous to Cincinnati that everyone was just like, oh my God, TJ Watt is a god. He just happened to tear his peck in the same game. <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Holy shit. Your guys' right. phones are fascinating. We're going to keep it pushing. We're going to go into the AFC least. Current standings, Buffalo Bills, 6-1. and one. New York Jets, 5-3. and three. Nobody ain't, saw that coming. Ain't nobody saw, nobody that, saw coming, that coming. Bro. No. Hold up. Hold up. You, that's a Hold lie. Up. You, you changed it's it. On, it's on paper, baby. Make it uneditable. I don't know how, but I didn't edit it. And Jermaine can vouch for me. Jermaine's an honest man. Miami Dolphins, five and three. New England Patriots, four and four. Eric Eric was not confident when he made this jet pick. Blah, blah, blah. So the year prior, I did the same thing with the Jets. Eric just did the same thing. Uh, Eric, Nick, Eric uh, just Jer- copying Jermaine again. Jermaine took no, Buffalo, Miami, the Jets, and New England as his exact order, which Whoa! is close, which is close. Very, very close. Dude, the Jets are not finishing second. Can we just admit that now? Nicholas took Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York Jets. I took Bills, Jets, (laughs) Dolphins, Patriots. No, dude. Halfway through the season, (laughs) I am on par. You're losing that bet, dude. Never. You're losing that bet. They just brought in Robinson. He's better than Brees Hall. He's going to tear up the second half of the league. The pause. The pause. They just brought in. He had to remember his yeah. name, dude. He had to remember his name. And oh I keep wanting. I keep wanting to call him Bryce Robinson for some reason. I don't know why. Like Who I don't even know if that's what is Bryce. That's Robinson. what I'm saying because he's so insignificant. But anyway, that he's sounds gonna, like he's a gonna... double A baseball player, bro. Uh, that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good credit player and like double A the show. The over under for the Bills eleven and a half unanimous over. Patriots over under eight and a half unanimous under. Dolphins over nine, unanimous over. Jets over five and a half, unanimous over. Let's oh! go! I think we nailed this to This baby. is a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's great news, bro. I, I will needed, say I needed a dub. <laughs> Jermaine had 
Jermaine had over five and a half receiving touchdowns for Elijah Moore. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. should have taken and over five and a half receptions? For- <laughs> oh, so. I, I I got one right here. I got one right here. Uh, Jermaine, you did take Josh Allen for MVP. He's the front runner right now. And Nicholas, you took the triple over trifecta over for Stefan Diggs, twelve hundred receiving yards, eight and a half touchdowns, and ninety nine and a half receptions. Simple money. He said, "Simple money, <laughs> like your brain." Um, now we're going to move into the NFC East. We have current standings: the no, undefeated. No, 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 call it what you call the the AFC. No, no, but that it doesn't matter. Let's see, NFC least. It's, it's NFC this is, least. This is the best division in football. I, I didn't realize. Excuse me, guys. Are you running this podcast? Yes, no, yes. This is my podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah. Don't make me call the executive producer. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> nobody, wants, nobody wants that. I'll get him on the phone right nobody now. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> do you know who my Do you know who my executive producer is? <laughs> do you know who All your right. boss is? Because he's still under uh, us. Uh, <laughs> Um, so we have the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, seven and zero. Dallas Cowgirls at six and two. The New York Giants six and two, and the Washington Commanders four and four. Jermaine had Philly, Dallas, New York, Washington, looking good. Nicholas had New York, Philly, Dallas, Washington, looking Batman. good. We're Eric had there. Eric had Philly, Dallas, New York, Washington. Oh, so you and I had the same thing. Yeah. Over-unders, Hey, just Dallas. say that next time, so wait. Oh, I want to be very specific. It, it sounded different. I was just like, wait, that's the same fucking shit. Uh, Dallas over-under 10. Uh, me and Nick didn't put picks in for this one, but Jermaine took the under. Philadelphia over-under 9.5. We all took the over. Uh, Washington over-under 8. We all took the under. And the Giants over-under 7. We all took the over. <laughs> Woo! Hey, Nailed Washington it. Washington is still going to hit. Don't get it twisted, Nick. They're starting Tyler Heineke, bro. We've seen this story. The new before. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know. We've seen this story before. He's going to end up under. All right. Uh, that division doesn't matter. The Eagles got that one locked up. So we'll move on to the AFC South. <laughs> yo, yo, what's the lead? What's the lead of that division, Eric? Two games, baby. Oh, it's, it's two locked games. up. It's two games. Is it, is it two now? Eric, I'll be surprised if the Eagles play? lose two games this year. <laughs> lock it in. Ten Ooh. games. Lock it in. Ooh. All right, this is, your ch- this is your chance, Eric. We're in the midseason review before we leave this division. I love how he tried to gloss past this division like he runs his podcast. You see him? He's yeah. laughing now, too, because look at him. You see it. This is your chance and your only chance. It is currently eight weeks are in the book, in the books. We're going into week nine. This is your only chance to either confirm undefeated or not. Right. We will not go undefeated. Oh, fucking pussy. That's what, bro? We're going to bench everybody the last three weeks of the year when we got that number one seed locked up. Are you willing, to, gar- are you willing to guarantee number one seed? I'll guarantee number one seed. Lock it in. Oh my God! Please, yes, that's an easy lock. Yeah, <laughs> like we should all ride that. <laughs> uh, Eagles the win. NFC, NFC is trash, and the only good teams are in his division. And the Eagles will beat the brakes off of him. All right, <laughs> I put that in my locks. Now we're gonna keep it pushing. AFC South current standings: Tennessee Titans five and two, 
Indianapolis Colts, three and four. Jacksonville Jaguars, two and six. Houston Texans, one and five. We had our Jermaine. Let me see. This is going to be ugly. This is going to be a blow. Jermaine had Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Houston, which is the current standings. Nicolas had Indiana, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston. I don't over, remember picking that. <laughs> over under for oh, Tennessee drunk. nine. Absolutely we took the under. Tennessee was under. Yeah, we all took the under. Under nine. Yeah, Indianapolis over under ten. Took the under. Houston oh. over under four and a half. We all took the over. Jacksonville under over six and a half. We all took the under. Ooh, I think we might have nailed this division too, bro. I think a nine-win nine-win team in this division wins it. Yeah, but we took the over on Houston. We have how many wins do we have? I thought he just said we have two or three, right? For Houston, what were, what were the wins for Houston? The wins for Houston was four no. and a half. No, no, no. So we took the over four and a half. What's their current wins? Is what one I'm and five. Oh, one and five. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Well, they kept Brandon Cook, so we're still in it. Boys. But it's a hard. <laughs> it. But we're just, still just in it, boys. keep in mind, it's a hard fought. It's a very hard fought. Oh, get fucked! I don't care if it's a hard fought one and five. Man, all right. you, you must be an Eagles fan. Ain't nobody care about all that hard fought bullshit. All right, keep it pushing. Was that so was that you're only a little bit of an Eagles fan? Tad bit. The I just have it tattooed on my body twice. The only reason Eric uh, Eric didn't go full undefeated is because he knows the Eagles play the Saints this year. Um, I'll put that in a lock right now. Whatever the spread is, I don't care what it is. Lock it in. You'll you'll take the spread. Yeah, whatever it is. I don't care if they hit me with a seventeen and a half. I'll take it. <laughs> lock it in. Ain't nobody afraid of Yo, you. Put it in the locks lock right in. now. I, lock I, it in. I hope the spread is something audacious because we're starting Andy Dalton the rest of the year and we fucking come in there and mollywop that puss, bro. But Eagles spread versus New Orleans week 17, whatever it is. Well, where is this game at, Eric? New Orleans. No, it's in Philly. Sorry. It's in Philly. All right. All right we'll be in Philly, Nick. You coming? Yeah, I'll come. Ooh, are we doing this? I got to hit the ticket master right now to get these tickets. Eric's buying the tickets. We're in, Nick. We're buying. I thought Eric's girl was buying the tickets. Uh, there's been an unfortunate series oh, yeah, of events not, happen. It's not shocking. Uh, no, 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 not whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, we're going to move into the the this podcast. Is why we don't talk about personal stuff on right, the podcast. Exactly. It got weird as fuck. Yeah, Go ahead. it did. Go ahead. We're going to move into the podcast division, which is hey! the NFC South. Current standings. <laughs> what an atrocious. I fucking hate this division. Current standings. The Falcons, four and four. The Buccaneers, Boom. three and five. Boom. The New Orleans Saints, three and five. Boom. And the Carolina Panthers, two and six. Boo. Oh, I'm sorry. The Texans are one, five, and one. Let's not take away that credit to them. Oh, right. That you're right. Tie. Yeah. Anyway, back to the South. So we had for the division. They are different. So Jermaine took New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and the Falcons. Could still Nick- happen. <laughs> Nicholas took Tampa Bay, New Orleans, the Falcons, the Panthers. Could still happen. I took, I took the exact same thing as Jermaine. Now, the over-under for this division, Tampa Bay, 11 and a half. Don't tell me I took the over. Please don't tell me that. Eric. Unanimous under. Yeah! 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 
New Orleans over. Giselle. Giselle. Over Giselle. under eight and a half. Unanimous over. Oh. Atlanta. Over under five and a half. Took the under. No, <laughs> oh, no we did. Fuck. And Carolina over under six and a half. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me we took over. We Stop. took the under, dude. Took Stop. The under. Took yeah. The under. Fuck your bitch ass. Damn, dude. Bro, this is a heated. This is a heated rivalry between Nick and I, bro. I can't remind him that the Saints are the class of the As Washington in Jermaine South. keeps stoking the fire because I'm trying to put it out. Because <laughs> Nick's team is <laughs> dog shit. Bro. And in my notes here, I do have something along the lines of Nick saying McCaffrey would get traded. Really? That's in the notes? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Give him a lock for that. That is fantastic, bro. Give him a lock for that? I'll give him a lock for that. I'll he give him it. a lock for that, bro. He earned it. Because the Panthers fucking suck. <laughs> do I know my team or do I know my fucking team? So that brings Nick's locks total to three and four. What you're locks almost, did I miss out on? You're almost uh, you, mi- baby. you missed on the Bulls winning the Central Division last year. <laughs> you, said Ota- you said Otani would miss the season with an injury. And then, <laughs> and then a couple weeks ago, you locked in. Rams plus two and a half Rams money line. They lost. That's two losses, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's where the four. That's what did I the, hit? That's where the three and four. I hit, the, comes I hit the Pirates under. You hit the Pirates under. You hit New England minus one versus Pittsburgh hey. on September 18th, 2022. And you hit on McCaffrey gets traded in 2022. Wow. Boom. Yeah. Well, you got the last one because I gave it to you. Let's not act like you picked that. We, yeah, should, we, we should annotate that. Highlight it yellow or something, Eric. He don't right. get, he don't don't get full to credit. Him, Eric. You're your own man. Oh, Turn yeah. Now podcast. you want to tell the executive producer that. He right, said right. that once in all 60 right, fellas, episodes. Fellas. We got we to corral this in because we got a lot of picks left to give here. So um, halfway through the season, you guys look good. You know, you got some, uh, you, you got some divisions pretty accurate. Um, some over-unders looking pretty so accurate. Wrong. Man, yeah, well, even, I mean, what do you say? Pretty good at we're hitting like ten percent of our picks right now. As to be expected, you know, as to be expected. Anyway, it's we're gonna season. It's early, Nick. Um, right, now we're so gonna, we'll be hitting zero percent of our picks. You're right. Uh, jump into the head to head. Yep. Last week, Jermaine took the New York Giants money line at plus one thirty. Fucking bitches, <laughs> bums. That brings his record to two and five. Nicholas had Cleveland money line plus one sixty. Yeah, buddy. Brings Yo, him to close. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, they made total. me sweat for that over under. They did four and three, and then I had the Washington Commanders money line at plus one twenty five. That hit bringing me to five and two. If Jermaine could pick one right, we would have hit that parlay. It would have been beautiful. That was plus twelve oh five, by the I way. I have picked more than one right, Eric. I picked two right. <laughs> Fucking beat we halfway, you bitches. Oh, it was feisty. All right, so now we're gonna move into our week eight review. So, Jermaine this week went five and six, bringing his total to ten and ten on the season. <laughs> he hit on Minnesota minus four, New Orleans money line, Tennessee money line. San Francisco minus one and a half and Cleveland minus three and a half. He missed on Tampa Bay money line, Denver Jacksonville over 39, 
Tennessee Houston over 40 and a half. New York Giants money line. New York Giants plus three. Buffalo minus 11. Nick went. Fucking backers, bro. Nick went seven and four this week, bringing him to 14 and eight on the season. He oh, hit yeah, on buddy. Denver plus two and a half. New England money line. Minnesota minus four. Tennessee money line. Buffalo money line. Cleveland plus three and a half. Cleveland money line. He missed on Tampa Bay money line. Detroit plus three and a half. Giants money line. Rams money line. Next weekly Nuggets. He went three and four this week, bringing him to a four and six record on the season. He hit on Denver plus two, two and a half. Dallas minus nine and Indy minus three. Crushed it. That was good. That was good. So current season standings, Jermaine 10, 10. Nick 14 and eight. Nick's Nuggets four and six. How are you guys feeling? Shocking to be at 10 and 10, to be honest. I don't feel like I picked very many correctly. So to hear that. Did you say I it was 14 I, I think, and 8? I think I was below 500 both weeks. <laughs> so like, you are 14 and 8, yeah. 14 and 8, yeah. Hey, guys, bank on every one of my picks missing one of these couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to get real ugly, huh? Parlay the opposite of whatever I say for the next four weeks, and eventually you'll hit huge. Let me see here. Oh, All right. Shout out high noon. No high no high fructose corn syrup. None whatsoever. Oh, I'm not in I'm not in the labs. <laughs> I'm reading a can, you know what I mean? Like yeah, let's find yeah. out because if they don't, we can sue them and get rich, dude. <laughs> we about to project Veritas their lab, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. So um now we're gonna move into our weekly picks. Um Nick, we well, want to do the same style as last week when you just give me your nuggets during each game? Yep. Walk, walk us through the board, brother. Yep, got you guys. All right, so first game of the week, Thursday night game, Philadelphia Lock. Eagles. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles are heading into Houston. Eagles minus 14, over under 45. Eagles money line minus 850. Houston Texans plus 600. Uh, what's the what's the what's the nugget, Nick, about the unders on big time spreads? Give it to us. So yeah, I, I added a couple of new stats. As Jermaine is mentioning, if the spread this year, if the spread is greater than nine and a half, the betting nugget is to take the under. It's eight and five on the year. That's sixty one percent. So if a spread is greater than nine and a half, take the under. Right now, as Eric mentioned, it is greater than nine and a half. What's the over-under right now, Eric? 45. 45. 45. However, there are more betting nuggets for this game. Ooh. My favorite nugget, team scoring less than 10 points the previous week. Houston, obviously, greater than 10. Dogs uh, with a spread greater than 10 are 1-1 one one on the year. However... Or maybe to that point, I guess. Favorites with spreads greater than or equal to 10 points are 6-7 and seven against the spread on the year, but 11-2 and two straight up. Those are my betting nuggets for this game. All right. Do you guys have any picks? With that being said, I'd like to abstain. I'll take Eagles money line. I'll take the under. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, oh, that's. I'll probably. I'll, that's probably what I'll take as well. I said I'd abstain, but it, but somebody could convince me to take Houston spread on a short week. I uh, will not be me. Okay. I, I would actually consider hammering the Eagles spread. I will also take. Uh, I will also take Philly money line, but as part of a favorites parlay, uh, and I will take the under as well. All right. The next game, Boom. we have the Buffalo Bills heading to the New York Jets. The Bills are minus 13 favorites, over under 47. Bills money line minus 625. Jets money line plus 470. So remember the stats I just gave you. Under. I'll take the under again. What's what's the what's the over under again? Sorry, Eric. 47. Oh, for sure I'm taking the under. It's a division game, 47. Yeah. Free money. Also, oh, the so last Bill, four years down. that Buffalo has traveled into New York, they are 4-0. They are on a four-game winning streak. They have not lost in New York in the last four years. Give me Buffalo money line. Give me Buffalo spread. And give me the under. Minus 13. All right. What, what's the difference so the only reason you didn't do this for the Eagles is the short week. Correct. Well, kind of. Philly has been in <clears throat> excuse me. Philly has been in one other game where they have a, had a spread greater than 10 and they're 1 and 0. Buffalo has been in 3 games in which their spread has been 1 and 0. They're 2 and 1. All, yeah. They're 2 and 1. And last week they scored 10. They beat Green Bay by 10 and needed to cover 10 and a half. So that's why I'm taking Buffalo. Okay. Oh, fucking give me Bill spread too. I'm with it, bro. I, oh, yeah. This Jets team was only winning. The only reason they had the five wins is because Brees Hall was hitting home run plays. That made the offense look better than it was. The defense is outstanding. Hence why they traded Jacob Martin to the Broncos. They don't have the juice. And they sure as fuck don't have the juice with the Bills with Naheem Hines on the squad. <laughs> they cannot hang now. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead, Eric. All right. So the next game is going to be the Minnesota Vikings heading into Washington uh, to play the Commanders. Uh, Vikings minus three and a half, over under 43 and a half. Vikings money line minus 180, Commanders money line plus 155. No next nuggets for this game. Any takers? No, nothing. No. Yeah. Right. No. no, nothing for me. Next game, game, Miami Dolphins heading into Chicago minus five, over under 45 and a half. Dolphins money line minus 215. Bears money line plus 185. Make what you got. Yeah, I mean, no betting nuggets on this game. I, I think this game is going to be closer than we think. I, I'm not willing to take Chicago plus five, though. Okay. All right, moving into the next game. Uh, we have the Green Bay Packers heading into Detroit. Packers three and a half point favorites over under 50. Packers money line minus 175, Lions money line plus 150. Uh, uh, <clears throat> obviously, a divisional game 
it's kind of crazy when you see divisional games with a spread this high. Um, the last five years that Green Bay has traveled into Detroit, they are two and three. Based on how Detroit is doing this year, or how Green Bay is doing this year, give me the Lions money line in this game. Screw it. Detroit money line. Love to see it. Plus 150. All right. Um, Carolina Panthers heading into Cincinnati. Bums. <laughs> Panthers are seven and a half point dogs. The over under is 42 and a half. Panthers money line plus 270. Bengals money line minus 325. So this is one of those games that got very close in the opening uh, with the opening line. It opened uh, Bengals minus nine, but their awful performance on Monday night football kind of drove this line down. This is the one that got close to that over nine and a half taking the under. However, Cincinnati, because they did play Monday night, are playing with a rest disadvantage. The Bengals, when playing with a rest disadvantage, are three and four straight up, but five. One and one against the spread since 2019. The Carolina Panthers since 2019 with a rest advantage, that's good, by the way, are three and eight straight up and four and seven against the spread. With that being said, I don't want any part of this game. Jermaine, you want any action? Honestly, dude, I'm willing to bet against Bengals without Jamar Chase. Money line or plus seven and a half for the no, Panthers? I'm not a fucking masochist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, let me let me take a look at this line real quick. I, I think I missed it. You said plus seven, seven and, and, and a half. Seven and a yeah. half. Bengals. Bengals seven and a half. In Cincinnati. Oh, my goodness. They're coming off that embarrassing defeat. They did score more than 10 points, though. Nah, I don't want anything to do with this one. All right. Talked myself out of it. Do you want any action on Packers Lions? <laughs> no, God no. All right. Maybe so we're gonna the, keep maybe the under. <laughs> I took I uh, dude, it's fifty right now. Yeah. Under fifty? Yeah. Holy shit, what did you take, Nick? I took Detroit money line. You took Detroit money line. Yeah. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> under fifty. Fuck it, dude. I'll take under 50. Kind of crazy, right? I must be missing something, but I'll take the under 50. That uh, Detroit had a good offense. Uh, now they traded TJ Hawkinson, you know? <laughs> Green Bay doesn't have anyone that can catch the ball, I don't think. Aaron Jones, don't disrespect my team. Oh, right. Sorry. Brandon Cooks. Oh, or- wait. The Texans didn't trade him. <laughs> Bumps. You don't trade a player if the value is not there, though. Packers got beat by the Bears for Chase Claypool. <laughs> I love this Packers slander needs to keep going. You know what? Like, no, it's no wonder. No wonder Aaron Rodgers wants to leave. The Packers offered a second round pick for Chase Claypool, but the Raven, or sorry, the Steelers decided that the Bears pick would be better than the Packers pick at the end of the year. And ain't nobody knocking them. That's probably, probably pretty true. That's probably the most accurate statement, but that's how bad the Packers are right now. Like that's how crazy it is. 
No, I don't want anything to do with those two. Sorry, I keep uh, pushing the next one. All right, Los Angeles Chargers are heading into Atlanta. Chargers are minus three favorites. Over under 49 and a half. Chargers money line minus 170. Falcons money line plus 145. All right, so this is our first instance of teams coming off a bye. So the Chargers are coming off a bye going into Atlanta. Brandon Staley, his first year, excuse me, his second year, excuse me, as the Chargers head coach, he was 0-1 last year both straight up and against the spread coming off a bye. Since moving to L.A. in 2017, the Chargers are 2-3 and three straight up, but 3-2 and two against the spread coming off a bye. I, this almost makes me want to bet Falcons. No, isn't this a, isn't this a West Coast team traveling east? Uh, is it early? 10 a.m. game. Oh. That's what I, that's the nugget I was waiting for. I guess it is a West Coast. How did I miss that? (laughs) That's why I was just, when I was like, yeah, because I was getting ready to hammer the Falcons and you didn't give me that nugget. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So, one of our favorite nuggets, we have two of them this week. (laughs) And this is the, this is also the first one of it. The Chargers traveling to Atlanta, East traveling West. Is Atlanta is in the Eastern time zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I plum missed that one. The next one would be, I think the Raiders are going to Jacksonville. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, Uh, so he wants to tell me. Despacito, papi. What's, uh, what's, what's, what's what's the line again? What's the line again? Uh, Minus three and a half. Minus three. Okay. Three and a half. Oh, yeah. Give me, give me Falcons money line. Uh, or sorry, give me Falcons spread. I'll take Falcons money line too. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll take Falcons spread for sure. I don't have the stones for money line, uh, I, but I will celebrate with Nick like I bet it though, as I always do. All right, let me just get this typed up. All right, next game. We have the Indianapolis Colts heading into New England. Colts are five and a half point dogs over under 39 Colts money line plus 200 Patriots money line minus 240. No, thank you. Let me ask you this. Which quarterback has the better game? Mac Jones or Sam Ellinger? Ellinger. Ellinger. You're both taking Ellinger. Si, senor. So if you're both taking Ellinger, why are we not betting the Colts plus five and a half? No, thank you. You're right. I'm not taking it. I'm just asking, I'm just asking why. You know? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> just asking, bro. That's know? a great question. Thank you for asking. Hey, do we uh, have do we have the stones to bet over 39 in this game? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not a single one. This game scares me. I don't want nothing to do with that one, bro. All right. So we have the Las Vegas Raiders heading into Jacksonville. Raiders are two point favorites. Over under 48. Raiders money line minus 130. Jags money line. Plus 110. But choose wisely. We're fading a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast early. Right? Some may say Nevada, or some may say, oh, the Las Vegas Raiders from Nevada. Nevada still is in the Western time zone, the Pacific time zone. Right? However, team scoring less than 10 points the previous week. Uh, wait, hold on. How much did the Raiders score? The, Raver, the Ravens scored less than 10, or they might have just scored 10. The Raiders or the Ravens? 
the Raiders. And favorites on the year, scoring less than 10 the previous week, are 7, 6, and 1. That's 53%. However, give me Jacksonville money line in this. Did Jacksonville score less than 10? No. Um, and the Raiders got blanked? The Raiders got blanked, correct. 24-zippo. Against who? The Saints. I'm sorry, say that one more time. Can you say the city and then the team? <laughs> hey, if you couldn't hear him, he said New Orleans Saints, baby. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, dude, I'm taking Jags money line just because. What the fuck, Raiders? Like, <laughs> you played well until the bye week, and then you come out the bye week and get fucking your ass handed to you? That's embarrassing, bro. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Until you prove me wrong, I'm taking money lines of every team against you. All right. Uh, moving into the next game, we have a divisional rival. Seattle Seahawks heading into Arizona. Seahawks are plus two dogs. Over under 50 and a half. Seahawks money line plus 115. Cardinals money line minus 135. So the last five years that the Seahawks have gone into Arizona, like they are four and one. They won the previous match. Say that again. Oh, Sorry, you said I didn't four even have to look it up. Four one. Didn't have to look it up. Arizona has not beat Seattle in regulation in Seattle since September of 2012. <laughs> I'll say that again. <laughs> Thank you. I'll say that again. The Arizona Cardinals have not beat Seattle at home. In four quarters since September of 2012. And they have a better quarterback than Russell Wilson now. Our executive producer will remind you constantly. Right. System so quarterbacks suck. So we're taking the Seahawks in this, right? Correct. Money line? I'm taking money line. I'm taking Seattle money line. Fuck the plus two. Give me the plus 115. This matchup, this next one. I've been waiting for us to get to this because I want to see how you guys pick this because Eric gets the convenient factor of not having to pick, but I'm going to ask him to pick this one. Uh, I'm going to abstain. I'll play the fifth. One, two, three, four, four, fifth. Anyway. Chill, Chappelle. (laughs) We have the um, Los Angeles Rams heading into Tampa Bay. The Rams are two and a half point dogs. The over-under is 42 and a half. Rams money line plus 125. Bucks money line minus 145. All right. What do you guys got? So Tampa Bay Bucks played on Thursday night football. That means they have the rest advantage against the Los Angeles Rams. With this rest advantage since 2019, the Buccaneers are six and five straight up and against the spread. The Los Angeles Rams with the rest disadvantage are also six and five straight up, but they are five and six against the spread. With that being said, no, I don't want any part of this game. This is going to be an ugly football game. It's going to be awful. It's going to be a real I, ugly football game. Can I bet over three and a half interceptions? I mean, you could. Probably, I would like to bet that. Probably, you know, closer to the game. But we can put it in a dock. I say over three and a half interceptions. 
If he doesn't hit that, he gets docked twice. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> My the the fascinating point I want I want to bring to your attention, Nick, is the over under is forty two and a half. Right. Are you not the least bit interested in the under? Oh, I'm very interested in the under. I don't want to take it though. Because here's the here's the thing. What if this goes into Over a there. game from uh, a, a Kansas City Chiefs Los Angeles another KC LA Rams game, right? There's not an inkling of that. There okay. is like there's nothing to to show that at all. I know. And what do we say about those games? They're the scariest. All right then. Fuck it. If that's what we're going to say, I'll put my fucking dick where my mouth is. I'm sorry. My money where my <laughs> mouth is. And I'll take over 42 and a half in this game, Eric. Oh, boy. Is it the over? Fuck it. The line doesn't make sense. I'll take the over. All right. Oh, wow. Double digit spread. All right. Next game, we have the Tennessee Titans. Getting into Kansas City, the 12 and a half point dogs over under 46. Titans money line plus 460. Chiefs money line minus 610. So two nuggets for you in this game. Kansas City coming off the bye. Andy Reid since 2013 when he became the Kansas City Chiefs coach. 10 and 3 straight up. <laughs> 7 and 6 against the spread coming off a bye. It's because he's getting hit with 12 and a half point spreads. <laughs> also, also. Oh, sorry, I have three nuggets for you in this game. Two that we talked about earlier. If the spread is over nine and a half, take the under. And Fred's, F- Jesus, Faves, Faves, favorites with spreads greater than equal to 10. This also falls in that category. Taking the under is eight and five on the year. Eric, say the under again. 46. 46. Favorites with spreads greater than or equal to 10 is 6 and 7 uh, against the spread on the year, but 12 and 2 straight up. I'm going to take Kansas City money line from this game. And I'm going to throw it into a parlay. Every oh, big spread game man. I'm throwing into a favorite parlay, Casey, Buffalo, Philly. It's not going to pay that much, but they're going to win. I'll take the under in this game, Eric. All right, under for Jermaine. And we have our last game, our Monday night football game. It is the Baltimore Ravens heading into New Orleans. Ravens are three-point favorites over under 48. Baltimore Ravens money line minus 155. New Orleans money line plus 135. Okay, so one betting nugget that this hits. uh, Ravens played Thursday night football. They got a massive rest advantage Ravens with a rest advantage since 2019 five and four straight up but two and seven against the spread the Saints with a rest disadvantage since 2019 six and three both straight up and against the spread I want Saints money line or I want Saints sorry I want Saints spread Tremaine, you got anything? I am staying. I can't. I, I I'll bet against my team if I know <laughs> it's going. But this game, you would think, looking at it, that Baltimore is the clear cut choice. 
but I feel it in my balls that this game is going to be fascinating. <laughs> also, I just want to point this out. Fuck you, National Football League, <laughs> for forcing me to watch Thursday Night Football for the last, I don't know, 10 fucking years of my life. Which, by the way, I don't watch. I don't watch Thursday Night Football because <laughs> it adds zero quality to my life. The games are terrible. The announcers are terrible. Typically, the streaming quality is terrible. While Amazon's finally got it figured out. We have a Friday, November 11th game next week. God awful. Gotta love that. This whole fucking bullshit about them forcing their players on the field to administer the fucking national anthem and fucking cause a ruckus later, a few years later when Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. That shit wasn't happening in the 2000s. It didn't happen after 9-11. It didn't happen after we invaded Iraq. It didn't happen after we fucking somehow invaded Afghanistan after Iraq. Uh, Afghanistan happened first, Jermaine. Yeah, and not in my brain. <laughs> okay. It's fucking stupid. And now they're going to fucking put it on fucking Veterans Day. I'm going to have to sit here and everyone's going to be like, Oh, the America. The same people who fucking bash America every fucking goddamn day. I'm going to have to sit here and listen to about how football on Veterans Day is amazing. Fuck you. Fuck the NFL. <laughs> fuck this fucking bullshit. This is fucking stupid. And the worst part is, is we got a fucking Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers matchup. <laughs> you know how fucking dog shit that is? We just watched it this weekend. It was a fun game. It was because nobody wanted to win the fucking football game. DJ Moore went absolutely bananas on the Falcons and lost the team the game. I I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to get my opinion on, on that because I think it's a dumbass penalty. Dude was off the field when he took his helmet off. That's the worst fucking part. <laughs> and, 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 and Eddie Pinheiro needs to be fired as an NFL kicker. Oh, no, no, I, I believe we should just let him double doink some more. Right? Yeah. No, I don't think that was Panera. Was that Cody Parkey or Panera? That was Cody Parkey. Yeah, that was, was Cody, Cody Parkey. Parkey. Yeah. Why did you guys let go of Joey Sly? <laughs> Great question. His arms got too big, I guess. <laughs> he, was the, he was the most jacked kicker. Why do we let go of Graham Gano? He's still kicking pretty good. Is he still in the league? He's with the Giants. In fantasy, oh, he gets me like a consistent like 15 points a game. He's been with the Giants for a minute, actually. Yeah, because he went there. He went there with Gettleman. <laughs> God fuck his soul, <laughs> dude. That just that warmed my balls just to hear you mention Gettleman's name again. Still fuck. fucking the Panthers. <laughs> That's so funny. Fucking dude. hate Dave Gettleman. I, I don't like want to watch NFL on Friday. That's so fucking annoying. Yeah, the it's, best it's... part of NFL is you used to be able to tune in one day and fucking be able well, two to days. follow it all. Two days. I'm not going to bag Monday Night Football. Monday, Monday Night Football Night was football good. Monday Night Football is fine. The only reason it's fine is because you always get that once in a blue moon moment where fucking Brett Favre's father dies and he throws six touchdowns. <laughs> 
It doesn't happen very often. I think that's a once. I don't think that's a once in a blue moon. I think that's just a once. I think Bryce. I think I'm Bryce. I think Brett Brett Favre's father dying only happened once. How many fathers do you have, Brett, that your fathers are dying once in a blue moon? Well, shit, you let these new generations tell you. You could have seven fathers, three of them with pussies. No. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, my God. I think I'm just upset about this, this fucking Veterans Day football game, bro. That's a college football day. I don't even Maybe. Fuck, I don't even fuck with college football anymore, but you know what Friday is for? It's for college football. And it's for ESPN NBA hoops. I mean, and isn't I, isn't Friday for high school football though? Like Friday Night Lights. Are you in high school still? No, but it's but I'm not going to take it away from high school kids. I, I don't see. I don't. I, I there should be no football happening on Friday that isn't high school football. Well, it's always been college football. College football is always played on there. Interesting. I, I was just upset. I think it's also I saw the fucking is it what what is happening here? Now it's saying, is, hold on, Nick, can you fact check me? Hmm. This is saying five fifteen a.m. For what? For the for the Friday game? It's the Germany game, isn't it? It's the first ever game in Germany. Oh, the Falcons oh, Panthers. My. So I have to watch it on Friday at 5.15 in the morning if I even wanted to watch this? I believe so, yes. Well, at least Nick gets it at 8.15. Wait. Oh, Thursday. What? No. It's, it's Thursday at 8.15 p.m. That's not on Friday, Jermaine. This DraftKings website is telling me Friday, November eleventh at five fifteen a.m. Yo, you got some, you got some crazy DraftKings is in some crazy time zone for you. Oh, Eric, you. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Please, please correct me if I'm wrong, because my whole rant is out the window. Yeah. Uh. It's we- Friday, November 11th. So is that, so is it, uh, so I think this is what happened. It's showing up here as Friday, November 11th, 515th, because that's when the game is played in Germany. No, the game is not in Germany. The game is in Charlotte on Thursday night. Jermaine, I, you got to get your computer checked. It's in, <laughs> it might be in Germany. This is not the link. I didn't provide this link. Eric provided me this. this that's just the DraftKings link. It's. No, the, the game in Germany, I apologize. The game in Germany will be November 13th at the Allianz Arena. It's the Seahawks and Buccaneers game. That's, that's week 10, by the way. We're talking about week 9. No, I know. That was why I waited till the there, end of there, week there, 9 to talk about right, this game. Because right. I was looking at Friday, November 11th. Like, what is happening on my fucking I, I don't. I don't think we have – I don't think there's a game on Veterans Day because I think I would have been just as outraged as you. Yeah, it's. Sad. But let's get let's let's get to our uh, let's get to our uh, weekly picks, or it's not our weekly picks, but our uh, our picks of the week. Hey, fuck DraftKings, bro. <laughs> All right, so 
as per usual, Jermaine's going to go first. Uh, Nick will be second, and I'll be third. Oh, kiss of death. Just because Eric decided to fucking do that thing. I'm going to fucking take Eagles money line. Kiss of death. Uh, I'm going to kiss of death you. I'm going to take Saints plus three. That's all right. <laughs> We're not good, bro. <laughs> Look, whenever you got Andy Dalton at quarterback, a W is a pleasant surprise. That's good, dude. Yeah, that's real good. This isn't uh, your this isn't your your daddy's bangles, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's my that's my phrase. I know. I thought you get a kick out of that. Um I'm out of drinks. Hurry it up, boys. <laughs> I'm going to take. Do I dare do it again? Or do I dare take Washington Moneyline against the Vikings? You've been saying this whole week. About you can't. Minnesota no, you can't take. double up bets. We said that. You can't double all up right, bets. All right. I'll take Seattle Moneyline. Oh, I hope they lose. Yeah, well, I hope your team loses, whatever that may be. All right. So what's so what's the so what's the room 303 parlay? You should have let them take Washington against Minnesota. Uh, so Seattle. I have I have yeah. Seattle money line. You have New Orleans plus three. He has Philly money line. It's only a plus three forty nine because the Eagles are such big favorites. All right. Well, well for the for the room three hundred three parlay, then give me. Uh, can I can I room three? Let's let's do a separate parlay because I still want Saints plus three. But let's sure, do a separate. I'll, I'll, I'll pick another game. I'll pick another game. Well, no, I was going to say let's do a separate. Oh. I'll, I'll say Saints money line. For the parlay. Switch it to money line. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Take that well, off. It's plus four sixty four. That's not that good. If you're gonna switch it to money line, give me Eagles spread. You wanna take Eagles minus fourteen? I mean I don't wanna, but if you <laughs> Well they just leave it the way it is. We'll no, just switch it, Eric. Alright, dude. <laughs> Fucking can't wait to your fucking team chokes and eat some dick against the Texans. Yeah, maybe. All right, so now it's Seahawks money line, Saints money line, no Eagles minus fourteen, plus eight eight six. It's the, oh, it's the Texans, Eric. Come on now. <laughs> Their best player is a running back, and your best strength on your team is everything. Is stopping the opponent's run game. And then your quarterback being pretty pretty decent at running. Which is ironic that I have to sit here and hear all this Lamar fucking Jackson slander about how he can't make passes. Jalen Hurts has Jalen Hurts has ten passing touchdowns this season. He yeah. threw for four in the last game. Yeah. But everyone reminds me about Lamar Jackson's pretty good for a running back. He's very he is pretty know, good I, for a running back. I didn't back. say I didn't say he was pretty it's good. So I said he's very stupid. good for a running back. It's so stupid. It's so stupid how everyone can just paint these fucking ridiculous narratives about these players and be absolutely fucking wrong. Jalen Hurts is pretty good for a running back. Exactly. He didn't say anything wrong. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. He's a pretty, he's a very good throwing running back. And Eric won't admit it. He threw for four this last game. That means he had six touchdowns in seven games. Pretty good for it's a running back. Fucking pathetic. I told you it's pretty good for a running back. It's pathetic, is what it is. All right, Eric. What else do we have for the people? 
Um, jealousy is just them loving you and hating you at the same time. Don't forget that, folks. Jermaine's Such just a mad. dumb quote, Eric. Anyway, uh, uh, the one tidbit I want to say is Tony Pollard is better than Zeke. The Cowboys should uh, switch that, make him the starting running back. If they don't, their season's a wash. But I got I nothing saw, else. I, I saw an Instagram reel that says <laughs> Zeke should not start without Tony Pollard's permission. You imagine, you imagine gassing up Tony Pollard after he played the fucking Bears? <laughs> you imagine the slander we've given on this podcast about the Bears, their departures. They traded Robert Quinn and then Tony Pollard happens to go off because Zeke doesn't play. And now I have to see her in here that Tony Pollard is better than Zeke. You know the reason why Tony Pollard hasn't done a fucking goddamn thing? His name is Ezekiel Elliott. That's why you haven't heard about Tony Pollard in so goddamn long. I'm so sick of this. Oh, my goodness. Just play football on Fridays. Do you, see how, <laughs> do you see how angry? Do you see how angry you've made Jermaine, Eric? Good it's job. so dumb, bro. He does this all the time, and he doesn't actually fucking believe it. That's the thing. Don't just say shit to say it. Actually mean it. You don't mean it. You know you don't mean it. That's what's so fucking dumb about this. It's like putting the Falcons and Panthers on Friday football. <laughs> I can't get over this, bro. This DraftKings website had to be spun up, dude. I know it did. <laughs> I know it did. You went on a whole rant about Afghanistan. 5.15 a.m. I was just like, ain't nobody waking up on Veterans Day to watch the Panthers fail kids at that early, bro. Nick, are you waking up to watch them? No. Eric, you ever waking up to watch that? It would have to be like a World Cup game, right? Yeah, it would have to be. It, <laughs> Eric, Eric even did like, oh. Eric was like, mm. Depends who's playing. I'm not waking up for like Ghana and Cutter. I'm not doing That's it. what I was about to say. Ghana and Poland, bro. That's so funny. I'll, I'll, I'll wake up for Lua. I'll wake up to watch Lua. To, not in the world. to watch him lose in the World Cup? You know how uh, bad Lua is in the World Cup? He's such a bomb, dude. It's Historically bad. It's like, well... It's like he should play for the U.S. men's national team. (laughs) I'm here for it. Holy shit. If we put Lou on the U.S. men's national (laughs) team. Oh, man. We're winning. They still don't qualify. (laughs) What? What? Yeah. Impact players don't change that much. Oh, wow. Now, if they started Tony Pollard. No, no. Stop. stop. (laughs) Now, if they started Tony Pollard, of course. Thank you for muting yourself. This is the same dude who threw in the towel when content was out for the World Cup, he said, impact players don't matter. But Everybody's con- out for France at the World Cup. But when content gets hurt, it's a rat. It and Canada's matter. winning Group F. Now, <laughs> Bet the now, now I'll allow you to say that France isn't that strong because multiple French players are out. But it was just content, and he was just like, that's it. France has no chance. We're not making it out of the group stage. We're scoring zero goals. We're not winning a game. This fucking guy, bro. You did say all that, Eric. No, there was some hyperbole in there, but you said all of that, Eric. Yeah, he's also supporting Friday football on Veterans Day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eric, you got anything else for the listeners? He shook his head no, like the podcasters could hear. <laughs> Nick, you got anything else for them? No, sir. 
All right. I think we've hit our fucking uh, quota for the week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go.